Programming Notes episodes, the general concept is that you can get an extended summary of episodes if you decide that you'd rather have that than listen to the episodes themselves, as well as some notes about what's going on in the community or how you can be helpful and useful in the community. notes for the week of January 22nd, 2023. We're close to the community handover to the independent foundation of the data mesh learning community. I'm really excited because it means there is so much more opportunity for all of you out there to become the next big voice in the community. Happy to let you know how all that works. Happy to, to kind of help facilitate that and get in touch, but there's going to be so many different places where people can be helpful and can kind of build their own brand in this space. So what is on tap for this week? On Monday, we've got episode 184, Ontologies Don't Have to Be Scary, an Ontology Primer, which is an interview with Neda Abolesani. So Neda's with uh, Accenture, but she was only uh, representing herself. But this is a really relaxed learning episode about ontologies. I was a real newbie on the topic coming in, but I think Neda did a great job getting me up to speed on ontologies, how you might build one, why you might build one, etc. I think ontologies and taxonomies have historically been overly rigid, much like enterprise data warehouse setups. So it will be interesting to see how we can adapt ontologies and taxonomies so that we can deal with that fast-changing data world that Data Mesh enables. On Tuesday, we have episode 185, How the Heck Do We Do Federated Computational Governance, Part 1, Mesh Musings 41. So this is probably the first of 10, 20, I don't know, Mesh Musings on this topic over the coming years. Frightening prospect a bit. <laughs> so I go into a few bits of advice for someone early in their data mesh journey and a small dip into even data contracts, you know, stuff like federated doesn't mean decentralize everything, blueprints, like how do you do them? Why do you do them? What should you have a blueprint for? What can you leave for later in your journey? How to approach data quality, et cetera. On Wednesday, we have episode 186, Jamax Corner 16, an interpretation of Jamax call to action. So if you haven't heard, Jamak announced her company on January 18th. So I interpreted the stuff that wasn't about her company in her blog post about why she founded the company, kind of what is the state of the industry? What is, are still the challenges? Why is she looking to create her own company? Because these things still aren't solved. Here are, are still the challenges that we're seeing. And I think it really brought a lot of things to light that are are useful and interesting to at least uh, kind of have some introspection about to really uh, kind of look into. So it comes down to a few things at the end of the day, which is trust. Like how do we make it so we can inherently trust data in our organizations? And the other part I think is, is holistic approaches instead of micro kind of jobs to be done approach. What are we really trying to accomplish and work backwards from that to move towards that product approach of how can we do this in a scalable, reliable way? 
So with that, on to the extended summary for Neda's interview. Extended summary for episode 184, Ontologies Don't Have to Be Scary, an Ontology Primer, which is an interview with Neda Abolasani, which PhD. In this episode, I interviewed Neda, who's a R&D manager at Accenture Labs. To be clear, she was only representing her own views in this episode. There's some very specific language about ontology in this episode, but I think it's quite approachable for most people as a good understanding of ontology, the difference with that and taxonomies, and some specific insight into developing and applying an ontology. So Nadoff started off with a definition of ontology. She said, so literally, an ontology is a formal, explicit specification of a shared conceptualization. I know that It has a lot of jargon, but I'm going to explain it to you. So it is an abstract model of concepts, properties, relationships, and it is standardized. It is machine readable. And it is not just the instance level data. It doesn't include the instant level data, but it includes the schema and type level information and how stuff should be connected in your domain. I think that starts to kind of head you down the path if you aren't as familiar with ontologies, which I wasn't really heading into this episode. So when asked if it's better to start top down or bottom up when thinking about building an ontology, Nada said either is acceptable, but the main advice is to start from the business questions you want to answer. Kind of a theme in a lot of these episodes around data mesh and doing data strategy right. After all, This isn't an exercise for fun. There needs to be a business purpose. And look for open ontologies for your problem statement or industry. There are a number of ontologies that have already been created that you can leverage and extend and or use for inspiration. There is no real reason to reinvent the wheel when so many people have already created these ontologies that you can go out and at least look at. When building your ontology, Nada recommends keeping it as generic as possible. That way you can apply it to multiple domains with no conflict. But it still has to meet your needs, obviously. There are ontology editors out there to make things easier as well, but it's important to set your ontology up to evolve as your understanding of your organization evolves and as your organization itself evolves. You can even do version control of your ontologies to make collaboration far easier as multiple parties look to improve the ontology simultaneously. Think about kind of Git and and that kind of management around uh, what you do in GitHub with uh, your code and things like that. For Nada, ontologies and knowledge graphs go hand in hand. It's okay to have an ontology for the global organization and another ontology for a specific domain if that's of value. Ontologies are typically about communicating kind of externally from the domain or whatever grouping you are representing. And knowledge graphs are for integrating data from different sources or domains. And for knowledge graphs, Nada believes you need an ontology and a data model for it. 
Ontologies are richer than taxonomies because while both capture the definitions, ontologies also have description logic. That description logic gives you a better ability to define things like unions, intersections, restrictions, and equivalences. So ontologies are broader than just concepts and terms. There's actual like technical interoperability within the ontology. You describe how that stuff works. Nada then discussed the OSDU, or Open Subsurface Data Universe, an open source data platform for subsurface data in the oil and gas space. She specifically saw a gap in OSDU where companies loading their own data into the OSDU format, it was pretty challenging. It required a lot of subject matter expertise time to match schemas to the OSDU format. So Nada and team developed a technique using a knowledge graph and AI techniques to try to automatically match and map data in a company's own schema to the OSDU format. And as stated earlier, a knowledge graph needs an ontology. So she created the ontology. As Nada worked to build out the OSDU ontology, she looked at the OSDU canonical data format and reviewed the schemas to understand what embedded choices were made around kind of how data was going to be stored so she could ensure she added that into the ontology. She looked at the ontologies specific to related spaces or even some that were part of the OSDU kind of area of interest, like seismic data. However, the ontologies that existed for oil and gas were mostly outdated and didn't really cover what was really useful and interesting about kind of subsurface data. An aspect of OSDU that made developing the ontology easier was that the schemas were not changing very often. So there wasn't a constant remapping and versioning challenge around building this ontology. So circling back to data mesh, Nada believes it's important to leverage a knowledge graph to really ensure good interoperability between domains and data products. A data catalog or other mechanism for discovering data in data mesh that only has information about the individual data products and not how they interconnect won't have as much value. And a note from me, yep, isn't that just high quality data silos? Even if they interconnect, if people can't easily understand and find the interconnections, you likely lose a lot of the value of data mesh. Whether knowledge graph and ontologies are the best approach remains to be seen, however, in, in my view. So back to, to Nada's view, you know, we were talking about when should you actually start to develop and deploy your knowledge graph is again something that requires more study and feedback. All else equal, the earlier the better, but of course, as things are developing and changing rapidly early in your data mesh journey, trying to also update your ontology will be a lot of extra work. Time will tell exactly when's the best time to do that. Nada covered an aspect that is really important for all things data mesh, how to measure when things are good enough versus they need updating, right? Like this keeps coming up. For her, it's about what she said at the start. What are the business questions you are trying to answer? If you're still able to answer those well enough, you probably don't need to change your ontology. But if those questions have changed considerably and your current implementation is not able to answer those questions well, your ontology will need to be updated. Maybe some new concepts will be added and some old concepts deleted. So 
you you do want to be careful to try to keep things backwards compatible as you deploy a new version of your ontology though. So again, this can be work, but you don't need to be updating this on a daily basis. You just kind of need to be thinking about those fitness functions as, is this still doing what we need it to do? <laughs> Evolving ontologies is, cha- is a challenging thing, but if you designed your ontology well enough at the start, you probably don't need to do it all that often, according to Nada. You should design your ontology in a generic enough way so it can handle new use cases without every little new aspect needing a whole new ontology version. However, that doesn't mean your ontology should never evolve. Things change or need clarification, and you should be willing to be adaptable. So a note from me, this is where Schmaxi's challenges with ontologies. If they are overly centralized and overly rigid, They prevent people from expressing real meaning at the data quantum level because they're trying to fit the definitions of the data quantum into the overall global ontology. In wrapping up, Neda shared her views on how to really get started on building out a good ontology and knowledge graph. It will require your data people to learn enough about the domains from the subject matter experts to develop the ontology. Be prepared for that to be a bit confusing as sometimes learning a lot of domains main knowledge can quote unquote discombobulate your data people and it won't be a super quick exercise but nada believes it will pay out in the end and add a lot of value 